Hello and welcome to another episode of My Soccer Story. My name is Joshua Dorn. Thanks for joining me as I talk to people from across the world of soccer to learn about their journey and what the sport means to them. My guest today is Jamia Field. Jamia is currently playing professionally in Iceland and is the founder of a fashion brand called Stoic Los Angeles, Stola for short. She was selected 14th overall in the 2015 NWSL draft after winning a national championship in her senior season at Florida State. Our conversation covered everything from what it was like to become a national champion to her experience at the 2020 NWSL Challenge Cup in the bubble and the inspiration behind Stoic Los Angeles. So sit back, relax, and listen as Jamia Fields shares her soccer story. With me today is Jamia Fields. Jamia, thank you so much for taking the time to share your soccer story. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to do this as well. Before we get into kind of where you are now, where your career has taken you, I like to begin at the the start and just ask people, where do you feel like your soccer story began? Well, my soccer story definitely began in Altaloma, California. It is 35 miles east of LA. And I, I say all the way back then because really I grew up in a sports family. Um, both of my parents played college. Oh, my mom ran track. My dad played football. And then my brother, who's two years older than me, he played college football, baseball, and went pro in baseball. So Growing up with my brother, two years older than me, he was obviously super athletic, same with my family, and my mom threw me into soccer. I did a bunch of other sports as well, but it began back then when I knew I wanted to be an athlete. So, And when did you start kind of honing into soccer and realizing that this is the the sport you wanted to pursue outside of just being from an athletic family and being athletic yourself? Right. I would say I started playing so long ago when I was five, but I knew I would say maybe 11 or 12, maybe I'm I'm trying to think back of when <laughs> I knew I wanted to be a pro or even when the pro teams went in and out, like you always had the national team to look up to or stuff like that. I, I just knew I wanted to be very good at soccer and playing college and I, I would say probably like 11 or 12. And what do you feel like drew you specifically to soccer at the beginning when you really started to kind of put your focus onto this sport in particular? Yeah. So I tried a multiple different sports. So like so I was on the swim team. I raced BMX, BMX bikes. Oh, I played tennis for a long time along with soccer. And a lot of those are more, individual and like I grew up horseback riding as well and and a lot of those are individual type sports so I really like the team aspect of soccer and obviously the physical aspect and everything about the game is great but I would say that would probably be my main thing that made me choose soccer is it was more of a team environment and I loved I loved that. Speaking of teams, you've got your Florida State shirt on, I see. Yeah. What what was your college experience at Florida State like? And and specifically winning a national championship. Just how does that compare 
to, you know, that's something that very few college athletes get to do. Just right. when you look back now, how does it compare to what you expected when you came in and originally committed to Florida State? Yeah, I mean, I would, I'm first of all, always repping and, <laughs> um, but being from California and a really big homebody, like I love being at home. I just, I love like growing up. I loved hanging out with my parents, et cetera, and my brother. Um, so I like did not want to leave the state of California initially. Um, but then you take your visits and you really get the feel of like, okay, this is how it'll be if I'm, you know, going to college somewhere. And when I went to Florida state, it was, it was just kind of like what I needed. It was an underdog school, highly ranked, but underdog hasn't had a national championship yet. And I consider myself an underdog in every aspect. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's me. Like, so when I went on my visit and great coach and coaches in general, I just knew I would, you know, get a lot out of going to Florida state. So what does that national championship mean to you now that you're, you know, well into your professional career and kind of have had some time to look back on it? Oh yeah. So, I mean, sometimes I have to remind myself that it actually happened. Like it, <laughs> it almost seems like too good to be true that it happened my senior year. We went to the final four every year I was there and just getting that national championship my senior year, it honestly feels like a dream. Um, but it, like you said, a lot of people don't get that accomplishment and I'm just so thankful that I got to experience that. It was definitely going to college at Florida state, winning a national championship is like, like top of my list of top moments in my life. So I'll cherish it forever for sure. And then right after that, obviously you're going to, to start your professional career. And I also worked a little bit in the WNBA, talked to WNBA players. They talk about this one in 144. And I feel like NWSL, same thing. You see yeah. some of the players who, who don't make it for whatever reason. And a lot of it is just there aren't enough teams. There aren't enough roster spots. It's an incredibly difficult league to to make it in. So what was that like for you trying to kind of carve out your, your spot and start your professional career coming out of Florida State? Yeah, so – Honestly, I was definitely very nervous around the draft because of the fact that so few people got get selected. Um, and I always, like I said, see myself as an underdog. So whatever happened, regardless, I was going to try to play pro. But thankful enough, getting drafted was an amazing experience. Got drafted to Boston Breakers, ended up not getting signed there. My first, like getting drafted there, not getting signed, but going to Western New York where I got signed. And, and that's another thing, once you get drafted, like, sometimes you aren't signed going right. in. It, I think exactly. now, yes, a lot of times now, I think they are signing people before going in. But like back when I got, back then, when I got drafted, I feel like a lot of people weren't getting signed going in. So then I got signed in Western New York. And yeah, that's where I finished out my rookie year. And I think that's where, like, one of my, Cause like, I feel like, like we'll get into this later when we talk about my brand, et cetera. But it's, I, like I said, I would have that underdog mentality and going through my journey. There's a lot of ups and downs. And I feel like it started with getting, winning the national championship, getting drafted, not getting signed, having to find another team and getting signed there, another high. And, you know, definitely a lot of highs and lows, but that started off my pro career there in Western New York. How did you learn to or try and prepare yourself or learn to navigate the 
the highs and lows and just the uncertainty that comes with just professional sports in general, but specifically the NWSL where things can change so, so quickly and so little is, is guaranteed to you. And obviously you've experienced this throughout your career. How do you kind of learn to navigate that part of it? Yeah. I mean, well, for me, faith is a huge part of it. So just knowing that God has a plan and we just don't know what that is. And I think that just knowing the mentality that it's, you know, um, that he has a plan and, I think tapping into the mental side of the game more like not, I wouldn't say more than the physical, but just as much as the physical, like, you know, like soccer, you gotta be in shape. You gotta lift weights, et cetera. But I think that I wouldn't have gotten this far in my career if I didn't spend just as much time on the mental side of the game. So whether that be reading different books to figure out how my brain is working in sport and out of sport, um, staying very optimistic on, on my goals and, knowing that if there is a setback that I can like my, my journey is not going to look like everybody else's. And I, I realized that way earlier on. So like when things happen where I'm like, wasn't seeing a blueprint really, I kind of just knew I was going to create one in a way. Sort of on that, that note, at least a little bit, your career takes you to Houston you're part of this 2020 challenge cup team that I remember watching. I was just so excited. There was, you know, soccer to watch and right. ultimately just take me back to that tournament, that experience. It just looked so bizarre. And that's just as somebody who was watching, I can't imagine going through that process to just be able to participate and then to actually win it. What was that whole experience like for you? Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of things going on in 2020, as we know, with COVID, with Black Lives Matter. um, There was just so much going on. So first of all, being in the bubble and navigating that and then having to perform when there's all this stuff going on outside of soccer, it was definitely a very, very tough time. And, And at the same time, you know, very excited that, you know, Houston, we were winning games and we were putting ourselves in a position to win and then we won and that was an amazing experience. But I feel like 2020 was just definitely a very trying year for everyone. But yeah, I can't even, it's really hard to put words to exactly like the bubble, like I said, the Black Lives Matter and um, different emotions I had never experienced before, but then ending on a high with the Challenge Cup for sure. What what was even if it's, you know, sort of difficult to put into words, what was the off the field part of the challenge cup and just having, like you said, right. You're seeing what is happening with black lives matter and just the, the social situation the world finds itself in. And you're also surrounded by all of these, right. Your teammates and players from other teams, you're in kind of this very strange, but connected place where also you're trying to keep everybody safe and social distance Right. What was what was it like putting those two things or kind of not putting them, but having them kind of forced upon you at the same time and trying to balance both of them? Yeah, I was just I was just really trying to find my voice. I mean, I hadn't really talked about race in the team environment really outside my family until that year. So finding my voice, having the courage to do that, because that's not always received well when you do take the opportunity to speak up in different ways. Um, 
a lot of times that I mean, a lot of times that year allowed me to reflect on the just being a black woman in this sport, in this world, like a lot of things regarding that. And but I think it was a very positive year. I think it was I mean, being able to reflect and find my voice has changed my life in so many ways and getting involved in things such as the Black Women's Players Collective for the Black Women in the League and stuff like that was was awesome. It was where the game needs to go to support Black women in this game. So I'm happy that I found my voice and got active in aspects such as that. Speaking of finding your voice, you also have done that in a big way through fashion. You hinted at this before. Yes. Before we get to the fact that you actually have your own clothing brand, just where did your your passion for fashion, if you will, yeah. be, begin and what drew you to that and making you wanting that to become a big part of your life as well? Yeah, so I grew up just my mom, kind of like my fashion icon. And I grew up just always loving outfits and just throwing stuff together with my, you know, with my cousins, my friends, and just like not thinking too much about it. it it's always been something off the field where didn't think too much about it was like more of like a hobby passion but when I realized that like no this is this really makes me feel good I feel like I'm talented in the area of fashion and just like hopping on that knowing that it feels good but also that I'm talented in the area of, of like I said fashion so when I I sat on this this idea for years and 2020 came and interesting year to launch it right with everything that was going on but it just felt right and I yeah and that's where it kind of got started you said that you had kind of this idea had been percolating for a while when did when did that start for you or why do you feel like you kind of got this inspiration of thinking not only is this something I'm interested in and I feel like I've got some a gift you know got a gift for but that I can actually turn into a brand and then I want to take this to the world right so I I'm so not only do I love fashion right and I'm really uh I'm really into like really nice materials etc so I knew that was one side of it but then I am a really deep thinker and I love like the, like I said also the underdog and inspiring people inspiring myself like I did it behind closed doors for so many years but I just felt like I needed to put out certain messages to the world that could help people. And a lot of people love fashion. A lot of athletes are on the forefront of fashion right now. And I knew that these messages could get out through fashion and through, but also putting them on great materials and, and cool things and just really being my creative outlet. When I launched it, it's it's been such a creative outlet for me. And at the same time, getting messages out to the world that might impact people. And where did the name Stoic LA come from? What was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, so Stoic as in enduring hardship, just persevering. That word just means so much, could mean so many different things to different people. And obviously Los Angeles, because I, I grew up right outside of it. But yeah, so I just, I don't know. That word just really hits me because I just feel like in so many situations, out of that ha have happened out of my control I had to sort of just find something within me to just keep persevering keep going and um 
and I know a lot of people can relate. So that name, I just knew I could just create so many different uh, messages through it. So, and you mentioned, and obviously the the messaging, the branding is a big big part of yep. this. It's it's not just the fact that you're designing cool clothes that right you think other people enjoy. There's a there's an inspiration and a purpose behind it. Where do you kind of feel like that connection comes from, and what does what does the fashion and clothing side of this represent to you as somebody who is doing this for the purpose of inspiring others as well as inspiring yourself? Yeah, so I I would say everything in life I try to do, I try to do it to my best of my ability. So with the clothing pieces, I want it to be high quality. I want it to be something that makes you feel good. Um, and so when I decided on, like when I'm deciding on what piece I'm going to put out or what messaging, I just know I want it to be good materials. I know I want it to make people feel good. But also a lot of the messaging, I come up with it by kind of what may, I might be dealing with at the current moment or something that I've been dealing with in the past that helped me overcome. Like that message helped me get through that hard time. So and then I also come out with a blog that kind of explains and not explains, but like almost inspires in detail of like the messaging behind that piece. So. And what have you either learned or kind of come to appreciate as a business owner, as you've continued to grow this and you've seen the impact it started to have is what, what has stood out to you since launching Stoic LA? I've just had so much positive feedback and if it's just inspiring one person honestly that that would be enough but I've gotten so much positive feedback I feel like it's it's also taught me that well I've throughout my career I've learned a lot with patience and you know the journeys up and down but that's the same with launching a business launching uh, a, cl a clothing line it's it's not just oh it skyrockets you know it's constantly pouring into it, constantly coming up with new messages, you know, just giving to it. Like I've given so many years to soccer. And so I, I like that aspect of it. And yeah, I've just been really encouraged along the way from the positive feedback and people enjoying it and inspiring people. I, I love it. One of the ways that you've been able to leverage this to make an impact is through your partnership with working with Ally and the NWSL, NWSL PA to and you can explain a little bit more about exactly what that looked like, but why was that important to you to kind of take it down, down that path and try and get sort of the NWSL and the NWSL PA involved? Yeah. So they actually reached out to me for that partnership. And I think that's, that's another reason why I'm so inspired that such, you know, such a great league and a, and a, and a great company wants to wants to work with me. And I believe my my messaging has value. And I believe that putting and jumping on board with um initiative that makes sense and I stand by. So uh it was that was just a really, really awesome opportunity for me. What what did you kind of take away from it or what may have surprised you or just the what did it feel like when you saw the the response and kind of saw it come to fruition and that 
you really are, and you know, right, this league is reaching out to you, and here is this end product that you produced for yeah. the NWSL. Yeah, it felt so great because for so long, I like you just know you have these passions and talents, and it's not like I had a list of people wanting to work with me, and that's why I launched this business. No, I launched the business because I saw my value, I saw my talent, and so being able to just go for it blindly and then now seeing things come into fruition, seeing brands want to, you know, work with me and partner, it's, it just feels good because it just all started from me believing in my vision, really. What kind of connections do you see between fashion and soccer? I'm really curious. I am not a fashion person by any means. Yeah. I, I just have to imagine though, that the, the creative spark that drew you to the fashion part also impacts you on the field. Yeah, I think, I think every player has their own type of flair and yeah, just really flair on the field, their own type of style and that you can define them as a player. And I feel like even though, you know, soccer is a sport where you have certain positions that do certain things, I think that, each player brings up their own, you know, thing to the game and kind of with fashion. I think there's so many brands, there's so many, you know, different clothing lines, brands, like I just said, but that didn't stop me from wanting to pursue it because I knew I could bring my own flair, my own creative ability. And um, yeah. Now you are very much established as kind of these two I guess dueling, not that they're competing with each other, but these two careers you've got going at the same time. What what do you want people to think about or kind of take away from that when they see that you're not only a soccer player, you also launched this brand and are having success with it. And there is this complete other part of you as a, a businesswoman and a, a creative and all of that kind of stuff and that you can do both. What do you want people to take yeah. away from that? How do you kind of hope that inspires people? Yeah, I just think that very early on, I decided that my identity wasn't only going to be in soccer. I strive every day, though, to still be the best player I can be, person I can be in all aspects. It's, I want to, guess, give the message that, like, if you're pursuing more than one thing, it doesn't mean that, a certain percent has to go to the other. You can go full force. It might look a little different. You have to define like how you're going to attack it. But I think a lot of times people think they can only do one thing a hundred percent. And I think that if I'm passionate about more than one thing, I'm able to pour a hundred percent into more than one thing. And it's been really fun. It's been, it's been amazing to be able to just not have my identity in one thing because I feel like, like I said, I'm really into the, the mental side of the game. When you pour your identity into one thing, it's just not like, I mean, it's just not good. So yeah, I guess my message is to, is to just say that you can attack more than one passion a hundred percent. What do you feel like you have learned about yourself in these last two and a half or so years since you have become 
both a official businesswoman and continuing your professional soccer career? I've learned that that life is very unpredictable, that it takes a lot of patience. It takes a lot of continuously believing in your vision, like like actually, like not wavering, like writing it down and like on the bad days, you, you just reread like your vision because um, yeah, like I said, life is unpredictable. And with soccer, I've been, you know, to many different places, met so many people, so amazing. And it's, as well as with fashion, I got a chance to go to LA Fashion Week and met so many different people. And I'm inspired each day from athletes, from designers, from people from different, all different um, industries. So I guess I would say, yeah, just the last two years, life is unpredictable, going with the flow, but always staying true to your vision, believing in yourself. And I feel like just defining what success means to you along the way. What do you hope Stoic LA becomes as it continues to grow? You, you talked about having a vision, yeah. sticking to it. What do you, what do you want the the next step, the next iteration, the next development, whatever word you want to use? What do you want yeah. it to look like as you continue? Yes, I have a couple things brewing that I can't like really say I'm always working on the next thing um with expanding my business in the areas of fashion and beyond so um I can't really say like the exact things but with Stoic Los Angeles um Stola for sure it I will continue creating different collections that have powerful meanings uh continue collaborating with brands on powerful messages that we can collaborate on together and honestly tapping into the sustainable side of fashion with I'm really into thrifting and vintage pieces creating one of one pieces is what I would like to venture into with fashion um so I'm really excited about those things looking forward to seeing all of that in the future very cool yes Final three questions I like to ask everybody. First one, what moments or highlights stand out to you from your soccer journey so far? It could be everything from, you know, titles to just things you think are defining moments that if you're looking at a quote, you know, your quote unquote resume may not stand out, but you feel like we're, we're defining moments of your career. For me, Defining moments of my career would be, I would say, so it doesn't have to only be my pro career or is no, it? Yeah, any step of the way. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would say, first of all, going to Florida State early, I went as, I left high school early. And so being a homebody and just taking that huge leap of faith, I felt like allowed me to go into a lot of situations down the line within my career, being able to just jump into it with a leap, a leap of faith, even if it's like something so scary to me, like moving across the country. Right. So at 17, if I could do it, then I can do it at 25, 26, you know what I'm saying? So that was huge for me years down the line, winning the national championship. Obviously that was just a huge moment for me. And then I would say playing in Houston and getting to reconnect with family and having like a family member there almost every game. And 
that meant a lot to me. So I would say those are my so many great moments. So I hate to just say three. So many amazing people I've met along the way, but I would say those are the three key moments probably. And we talked about this a little bit on the the fashion side, but on the soccer side, how do you feel like this sport has shaped and influenced the person you are today? This sport has shaped me in so many ways. Just enduring. I would just say unwanted situations. I feel like, like I said, like my career has been, I've, I've accomplished a lot, but it's definitely has been up and down. And I just realized how strong I am and how much, yeah, just how much strength I have, how I'm able to perform when things aren't going my way. I've, I've just really learned that along, along the way. And I think that's going to go so far beyond soccer and that's what I'm most excited for. So I really thank soccer for that. And I love this sport. I love this game. <laughs> and then finally open-ended question to end Jamia. What does your soccer story mean to you? My soccer story just means so much. I've traveled so many places. I met so many amazing people. And in that, I've been able to just come out with and continue to have so many just powerful messages that, like I said, will go far beyond the game. And I think if I could inspire little black girls, girls of any color, really. And, um, but I really think it's really special being able to be a black woman in this sport and come as far as I have and being able to inspire, inspire the next generation and make a blueprint of what I was looking for earlier on, you know? Um, so creating this, this blueprint that I feel that I've, I've, um, created and being able to pass it on. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you so much. Thanks again to Jamia for taking the time to chat. Be sure to subscribe to My Soccer Story wherever you listen to podcasts. The video version of each My Soccer Story episode is available on the Touchline Talk YouTube channel. And there is a written version at touchlinetalk.substack.com. So be sure to check those out as well. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.